You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, for service times or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. It's a wonderful tradition, isn't it, to give and receive gifts at Christmas. The gifts can be big or small. They can be expensive or inexpensive. They can be shop-bought or handmade. They can be something to eat, something to wear, something to smell nice. There could be something to make us joyful, a game of some sort, or an electronic gadget, so many different options. I wonder what you want for Christmas this year. Lynn keeps on dropping hints that she wants a four-legged friend, but I don't know whether it's a dog or a donkey. She likes both, not sure. I'm also not sure if she's just, like, kidding with me. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be in trouble. But I wonder, I wonder what gifts you want this Christmas. The thing is, though, no matter how good our gifts are, even if they're really, really good, and our gifts are really good, they're wonderful, they're given with love, they're received with with gratitude, but if we're honest, all of our gifts only partly satisfy, and they all have a shelf life, don't they? They all have a shelf life. Now, God's gifts are different. All of God's gifts fully satisfy, and they don't have a shelf life, as we shall see. So we've been going through a sermon series which is titled Peace to Us, and we've heard that there will be no more gloom because a new light is coming into the world. We've heard that peace is promised, that we will receive joy because all of the burdens that are on us will be lifted, the oppressions that are on us will be removed. We've heard that to us a child is born, a son is given, and um, so to us, a son is given, and um, he, his reign will last forever. The government will be on his shoulders. And we've also heard that uh, our Lord and Savior will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So now, so, so all of that was, um, was from the, the, the prophecies in the Old Testament from uh, Isaiah, and Rachel read out the, the passage earlier today. So from that passage in Isaiah, we, we had all of that. So today what we're going to do is we're going to jump from the Old Testament to the New Testament, where all of God's promises are fulfilled in Christ Jesus with a resounding yes, yes and amen. So, um, so we're going to jump to uh, two verses in the New Testament, and these are from John chapter 14, verses 26 and 27. But before we go there, just a little bit of context. Um, so, so here, uh, what has happened is most of the promises, all of the prophecies that were in the Old Testament have been fulfilled. So Jesus has come. And as we, as we saw, as Helen uh, led us through there, uh, we saw that God has given his one and only son. Um, and now Jesus is promising that God will give another gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus gives us a gift himself. So I'm just going to read the the two verses which uh, should also appear on the screen. So this is John 14 verses 26 and 27. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So in the, in the first verse there, Jesus is promising that God will send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will remind us of everything that Jesus has taught us. And the Holy Spirit will sow truth in our hearts and in our minds. And when we stumble, the Holy Spirit will lift us up. And when we stray, the Holy Spirit will turn us back. And the Holy Spirit places a seal on us, a seal which uh, confirms and guarantees our salvation and our place in the kingdom of heaven as sons in the kingdom of heaven. And then Jesus goes on and he, he promises, well, he leaves his own gift and he gives his, a gift of peace. So what does that mean? What is this gift of peace that Jesus is leaving us? Well, in the Old Testament, we, we, we've heard through the, the messages that, that have gone before that uh, the Hebrew word for peace used in the Old Testament is shalom. And in the New Testament, uh, a Greek word is used, which is erene. And the fundamental meaning of shalom is whole or complete. And when it's used as a verb to give shalom or to make shalom, it means to make whole or make complete, to bring to a state of wholeness or completeness, to restore everything to a perfect order, the, the, the way that it should have been right in the very beginning. And so, um, if, I mean, if we, if we try to understand what this means for, say, a building, what would shalom mean for this building? So this building, as you can see, if you look around, this building is now 118 years old. Um, so it's looking a bit shabby, yeah, it's looking a bit tired, uh, if you look up in the ceiling, you can see that paint is peeling off and, um, yeah, there are holes all over the place. You know, the woodwork is really scuffed and damaged and worn. And, you know, that's cosmetic damage. But also there's some deep structural damage if you look carefully. You know, there's a big crack up in the wall behind me, which I look at every Sunday, and I think, mm, that doesn't look too good. So this building, even a building, has a shelf life. So a building has a shelf life. So... Lots of things. All the gifts that we give have a shelf life, and even a building. And, and actually, when this building was opened, which was in 1904, um, a man called Andrew Carnegie gave uh, the gift of a library to the town. What an awesome gift, the gift of the library. But in 1975, when the Falkirk District Council was enlarged, um, the town hall stopped being the seat of local government, and the town hall was moved out. So it just goes to show, even a library has a shelf life. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> bit corny, bit corny. So, um, so even a library has a shelf life. <laughs> so the thing is, what would shalom mean for this building? So if this building was to receive shalom, it would mean that not only would the decay stop, it would stop getting worse, but that everything would be fully restored. So all the paintwork would be completely redone, you know, all of the woodwork redone, the floor resurfaced, and even that structural crack up there would be restored to such an extent you would never know that there had ever been a crack. So if you took an x-ray of it, once it was fully restored, there would be no evidence whatsoever that there had been a crack there. So that's what shalom means for a building like this. It would be complete and new and pristine. But what about for relationships? 
I mean, if you consider, you know, two kids at school, perhaps, perhaps you've got two kids at school, perhaps you know, you know, the kids in, in the room, you know, if there are, there are kids that you know who, who hate each other, are there kids at school who hate each other, who don't like each other, maybe they fight, maybe they say horrible words to each other, and, and you know, maybe they, they, they say horrible words to, um, to their friends about, the, you know, these people that they don't like. So what would shalom mean for their relationship? Well, if those kids who hate each other were to make shalom, not only would they stop being enemies, but they would become close friends, almost like brothers, and they would start to work together to, to help each other, to, for the good of each other. They would be kind to each other and help each other. So that's what shalom means in a relationship. And Jesus, in the passage that we read, said that he gives us his shalom. So what does he mean by that? Well, we've, we've heard the prophecies that, uh, that God promised that there would be shalom coming into the world and there would be no end to that shalom and that, um, that he would make this covenant of shalom between himself and all of creation so that all of creation would be restored to God. So everything in heaven and earth would become whole and restored again. And when Jesus was born, as we've you know, just, been, just been remembering, um, his birth was announced in the New Testament as the arrival of Erene, which is the Greek word for shalom or peace. And the truth is that when Jesus came into the world and when he lived a perfect life, he didn't sin. And when he chose to suffer on the cross, he died on the cross for us. And when he took up his life again, he made shalom between us and God, between messed up human beings, which is us, and a holy and perfect and loving God. Jesus restored that relationship through his suffering. Because you see, the thing is, the truth is that sin is rebellion against God. So when we sin, and, and before we know Jesus, we, uh, we're, we're really enemies with God. I mean, that's incredible to think, isn't it, that we would be enemies with God. But that's what sin is because we're rebelling against God. But when Jesus died, with his blood shed upon the cross, he took away our sin so that our sin was cast so far, of, so far away from us that it was as if we had never sinned. So it's like that crack in the ceiling there, in the wall, that you know, once it's been restored, once it's received shalom, it's as if it never existed. And because of Jesus and his blood shed upon the cross, it's like our, our sin never existed. But what's more, we're called, we're then brought and adopted as children into the family of God. How amazing is that? So we go from being enemies with God because of Jesus to being sons. And, and that term applies to all of us, whether you're a man or a woman or a, a girl or a boy. You know, we're adopted as sons into the kingdom of heaven. And that's just amazing, isn't it? And so Jesus says that he doesn't give as the world gives. So what does he mean by that? Well, you know, we buy gifts and we give gifts or we can make gifts and we can give them. But Jesus doesn't do that. He gives us himself. And our gifts only partly satisfy, but Jesus always satisfies. He fully satisfies. And our gifts have a shelf life, but Jesus, his reign is forever and ever. And so he says that we shouldn't be afraid. 
we shouldn't be anxious about anything because God is with us, he is for us, and, and he loves us. And with the Holy Spirit within us, we can receive and we can experience Jesus' shalom, his peace, all the time, absolutely all the time. And so that, my friends, is the true and wonderful, utterly amazing, awesome, biblical meaning of peace. So how do we respond to something like that when we have been forgiven uh, by God for our sins through Jesus Christ? How do we respond? And, and Jesus said, well, you know, the greatest commandment, commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus has restored our relationship with God through his blood shed upon the cross. And we are called as Christians to bear with each other in love, to forgive each other, and to be kind and humble with each other. So I just invite you now, by way of response, uh, if you would like to turn to the person next to you on the table and just say, shalom, peace to you in Jesus' name. And then repeat that with every other person on the table. It'll be noisy, but just go for it. Shalom, peace to you in Jesus' name.